0: I don't know it not to be true. There are many topics that I consider myself to be an expert, but tonight we're debating one of the things I truly know best, which office episode is best or which episode of The Office is best. I'm Robbie, and tonight I will argue that The Traveling Salesman slash The Return, which originally was a two-parter. It was broken up uh, into two seemingly different episodes when they put it on Peacock, but it's a it's, uh, part one and part two. I'll be arguing those are the best that those two episodes make up the best full episode in office history.
1: And I'm Crystal. I uh, yet again, don't agree with Robbie. I also fun fact, almost won in office trivia night, but Brad didn't listen to me when I knew certain answers. And so we lost but I will contend that season six, episode ten, "Murder" is the best episode of The Office. And so, do you want to go first tonight, or you want me to go first tonight?
0: I go first. It's gonna be. This is gonna be a pretty easy victory yet again. It's just. I'm just on a hot streak right now. I think that's undeniable.
1: Yeah, I I thought that this was mostly just like a preference thing, but I mean, I have some some meat to to my argument tonight as well.
0: Just just for our listeners, my my favorite episode it's season 3 which is undeniably the best season just as an FYI, it's episodes 13 and 14.
1: I would say every season but the last season is gold.
0: Well, episode 3 or uh, season 3 is the only season that they won an Emmy for.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. that's right. I forgot that you like to base everything on awards and and numbers when it's in your favor. Yeah. But only like when the, it's in your favor. I, I like to base
0: things, I like to base things on truth. But you
1: know. No, you base Girl. things on
0: number when it's in your favor. Well, by in my favor, you mean in truth. And yes, I agree with you.
1: So, murder is my favorite episode of The Office because um, it's very funny. Obviously, yeah. um, you get Oscar's weird accent. It gets me every time when he comes in <laughs> and they're like no you you have to talk like you're in Savannah and he does some ah. <laughs> It gets me every time. That gets me every time and then it, unrelated on a different episode, the CPR episode where Dwight cuts the face off the dummy and wears yes. it, that also gets me every time no matter yes. how many times I see it it makes me laugh.
0: It's it's like when it's like when they break out in Staying Alive when uh when Michael's trying to do that the compressions on the CPR dummy. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And Dwight cuts its
0: face off. And then they all just start singing it. Nobody's even the. Nobody's even doing CPR anymore.
1: Did you go to that um, that like CPR training thing at that company we used to work for when they did it? And I told you the woman down there that was running it said that you do the Stayin' Alive, do it to the beat of staying Alive.
0: I don't. I remember you telling me. I don't think I ever actually went to it.
1: Oh, I did. Cause I thought they were giving out free stuff, but they weren't
0: <laughs> I don't it was a waste of my time. Be giving out free th- what would they give you a free CPR dummy?
1: No, you know, sometimes they give you like really cool pens. Like remember when we were kids, like I, who was it? It was like on career day or something, but somebody had these really cool pens that had like fake blood in them so that when you like spun it, it would like move down. And then if you flipped it the other way, it would move back up. You never got those.
0: I think we may have went to we may have had different high school experiences.
1: This was like an elementary school, so I was hoping for some blood pens when I went to that. But it turns out she was just trying to teach you how to do CPR, which really is a nice free prize in general. But I did, I had no interest in that. But murder is my favorite episode because you get like the comedy, you get a lot of the antics that you really like in the office. You get Michael, classic Michael Scott calling a meeting. It turns out to all be nothing. But I think that Jim wraps it up really nicely when he says that like sometimes, you know, when people are kind of losing it, that you need something to distract Mm -hmm. them. Like if there's two parents on a lifeboat, one might want to keep going but the other one might want to play a game and the game is for the kids because you have to keep the kids distracted and keep them happy and keep them going. And that overall was what was going on with Michael. And you also see Michael kind of justify how, why he is the way he is with a lot of stuff. You get a little insight into who he is as a person because Jim pulls him aside and tries to tell him, Hey, stop this stupid game. And Michael loses his mind. And he's like, no, you stop they need this shut up (laughs) you shut up that's why i like it i think that it's like it's it's very much like true to the series and it's true to all the characters and it's exactly what the office is like all all the episodes are true to the characters no that's not entirely true in the first six seasons Yeah, but there's, like, some episodes that, like, it doesn't, it's not as, like, brought to light. Like, yeah, the characters are doing things that are, like, within their own characterization, but it's not, like, this, like, big, this explains why Michael does what he does. Like, most of the episodes, he's just insane. But this gives you insight to where it's, like, oh, maybe there is, like, a method to his madness. Like, he actually is a very good boss.
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean... I don't. Know. The problem with with that with that episode is that season six is not one of the better seasons. Like I love all the episodes of All the Office, I love them, but that season is not particularly great. Like season six is okay, it's good, it's not as but, good as season three. And but,
1: but and, we're not talking about the season. We're not saying which office season is the best.
0: But it all culminates into that episode. So that episode leads into where where the Office where uh, Dunder Mifflin gets sold. saber and which by the way gabe aaron um especially gabe gabe's an all-time great character that does not get enough appreciation on the office i love gabe he's an amazing character like he's a great character
1: yeah i like gabe i think he's funny who's your least sort of like let's sidestep this for a second who's your least favorite character on the office
0: least favorite character in the office of all time probably you know what is interesting uh, i would say that um the season nine version of andy bernard is my least favorite character
1: yeah i could see that i do like a good early andy
0: that's why my favorite episode is the best episode of the entire, let, let's just get into it. I'm
1: surprised though, because my least favorite character on The Office is uh, it's probably either Phyllis or um, Nellie. But I also hated no, the, that's, that's, the, that's sound, the sound Nelly? check guy, Brian. I really didn't like him either. Who? The sound guy, Brian, the one that like he loses oh, his job I because forgot. he forgot. Like,
0: that that guy sucks. I hate Brian.
1: Yeah, I hated him. To I hate didn't like Kathy him. either. Who,
0: Brian? Yeah, I didn't like Kathy. All right. Yeah, forget about them. I hate Brian. I hate Kathy. They both are way worse than, than anything. Like they're terrible.
1: Phyllis just sucks because I think that she reminds me of like, you know, just the middle-aged woman that like literally everyone's had to deal with in the office where like they make snark, they made like snide remarks. Like they're always like the only compliments they give you are underhanded. Yeah. That's
0: why she's great.
1: I guess I just don't like Phyllis because I've had experiences with women like Phyllis and like it's just annoying. Like, why, like, why do you even have to say anything? Just
0: stop. Yeah. But that's what makes it a great character. It's all part of the office dynamic that we've all seen. Like, I don't think every office is a Kathy. We're just, I guess she's just the, the loose chick trying to bang Jim. I I don't know that that exists in every office.
1: No, that is, that does. I promise you that does too. I don't,
0: I have not experienced that in every office. I have.
1: You I, have been hit on by some very disgusting women, and you didn't even notice. Me and the other women that are friends with you noticed and pointed it out to you, and you were still oblivious and said, "I didn't. I was she? Are you sure?" Well, I just. And then I think you said, "Oh." Well, obviously she must have been because all women throw themselves at me and I'm just used okay. to it and I say I, no.
0: I never said all women throw themselves I just simply said- <laughs> That's true, you
1: didn't say that.
0: I said back in the day, back in my single days, you know, I was, you know- I, You said
1: you were irresistible to the opposite sex. You did a, say that at
0: one point. Well, that's, you know what? If it's true, it's true. <laughs> you know, I guess- that's the only thing that can be said about that. But I think
1: it speaks more to you, though, that you didn't even notice that this woman was hitting on you. And even when we pointed it out to you, you were like, ah, I don't think so. Probably because you would have zero interest even if you were single.
0: Yeah, that's that's accurate. That is accurate. That is accurate. Um so anyway, so back, back on this for a second. So I so let's let's so that's why the murder is, yeah, it's okay. So wait, wait,
1: hold on. I do have one more thing.
0: No, no, say the, it. The say episode
1: it. received large positive reviews from critics many highlighting its purposeful ridiculousness which is what i'm saying critics agree it's a great episode because it's purposeful ridiculousness which is exactly what i'm saying the office is overall
0: okay the reason that the traveling salesman and the return is the greatest two, basically one long episode but they brought it into part one and part two it's the greatest episode because it it culminates one character, which we'll discuss, and it starts to um, it starts to define other characters going forward. Like it's a jumping off point for what a lot of the office then becomes. So, for one, season three. As many fans and listeners will remember, is the season where it began with Jim in Stanford. So Jim's in Stanford, hanging out with with Andy and Karen. Uh, Stanford gets shut down because um, the boss over there, who is, um, um, oh Josh. My gosh, Josh, Josh, he takes a job at Staples, an executive manager position at Staples, and so Jan has to unfortunately shut down uh, Stanford. And bring everybody to Scranton. Uh, Because in season one, that was the two branches that were up for possible elimination. So everybody comes to Scranton. Now, you know, Jim comes back. So there's that awkward tension still with Pam. Because you don't really know where things are at. Um, And even though they kind of say throughout the season, like, oh, they're just friends. Like, you really don't know where things are at. Because as I'm scrolling through, I'm just trying to remember the episodes before. You Have the convict, which is another all-time classic, and then you have the Christmas episode. Right, so it's the Christmas episodes, then it's back from vacation where we find out that Jan and Michael went to went on to Jamaica together. But right before that, you have the Christmas episode, where two things happen in that episode. One, Jim, as he's talking to Michael, because Michael brings back home the Asian waitress, and it's like Michael's rebound. And so Jim's on the couch with Michael and saying, you rebounded. He's like, oh, I had a rebound. He's like, it, it might be fun for a little bit, but when it's over, you're thinking about the girl that broke your heart, which obviously he's referencing Pam in that moment. So you get that moment and that kind of how the episode ends. And then you get back from vacation, which does not have a lot of Jim and Pam. It's mostly Michael and Jan. And then you come to the traveling salesman episode. So what's been building to this point, I'm I'm off on a tangent here. I didn't mean to start with Jim and Pam. But yeah, Jim and you Pam, also
1: just like gave, like you're focusing on the whole season.
0: No, because, because this is the point. So the traveling salesman in the return builds this with Jim and Pam. Let's come back. Back to what I was originally saying. So Andy comes with the, the Stanford crew to Scranton. Now in the first episode back, Andy and Dwight, have a great, um, a great scene where they're arguing about who gets paid more, who has a bigger title, assistant director of sales, or assistant regional manager. Like, it's amazing. Um, but up until this episode, you're building, building, building to this great conflict with Dwight and, and Dwight and Andy. And in this episode, it's Andy's idea to go on sales calls together. And because it's Andy's idea, Michael lets Andy pick first. Now, the one background you have to know because it plays in this episode is Andy has been trying to get Dwight fired, let go, get under his skin. Okay, so that's building. So finally, in this episode, oh, and the other thing you have to remember is early in back in the second season, um, or maybe it is in this third season, um, Dwight tries to go behind Michael's back. It's in the second season. Behind Michael's back to get his job, so he goes to Jan. Dwight goes to Jan to say I can run the branch better. Michael finds out, and it's a big thing that's playing in the background of all this. See, this this episode is layers, that's why it's the best. There's so many layers. So Andy goes on a sales call with Michael, and the entire time on the sales call, Andy's chipping away, you know, like, ah, Dwight's really the worst, right? He's like, every
1: uh, why does Dwight do your laundry?
0: Yeah, why does Dwight do your laundry? And then it's the um it feels like you've assembled a great team here in Scranton. We're all like the super friends. Everybody has a special power except for Dwight, who's more <laughs> of a super dud. And he's chewing away. And then at one point, at one point, um, uh, Andy's like, "What's the line?" Andy's like, "Cause they blow the sale." Andy totally is a bad salesman. He blows the sales call with Michael, so Michael's pissed on the way home. Yeah,
1: because the guy's like, "Oh, I want a small feel. Right. I want a small company." And he's like, wow, and then, "The New York Stock Exchange in New, then, New York. Ever heard of it?"
0: And then Michael's selling, and Andy's like, "Yeah, Michael could sell paper to a tree." And Michael's like, "No, what are you doing?" So on the way back, Andy's really sorry. He's like, "Oh man, I'm sorry. I really shrewded it." And Michael's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Oh, it's just this 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 thing people in your office say when you do something you mess up in a very irreversible way." And Andy's like, um, "I don't know where do you think it comes from. You think it comes from Dwight Schrute?" And Michael's like, "I don't know how words are formed." <laughs> <laughs> so so andy's chipping away so it comes to the head in this episode where andy's getting nowhere so andy goes into dwight's car because dwight was late that's how the episode starts dwight's late in the office and you know andy and the characters andy and michael don't know this but you as the audience know it's because A- angela forgot to hand in tax forms to corporate so dwight drove all the way to corporate to hand these in for her so andy takes Dwight's keys while Dwight and Jim are still on a sales call goes in Mike goes in Dwight's car finds the toll receipt gives it to Michael and he's like hey you went to uh you went and then Michael confronts Dwight and the reason that Dwight can't tell Michael the truth is because Dwight and Angela have a secret relationship that nobody can Wait, know but you
1: missed one of the better lines too when Andy finds it he's like it's weird. Why would Dwight lie about going to New York? Wasn't there something with you guys? Like, did you yeah, try says, to like steal Dwight's job or something? And Michael's like, <laughs> no, you're remembering,
0: <laughs> you're remembering it all remembering wrong. It wrong. Um, and so then this causes Michael to say, you have to tell me why you're going to be there. And so, Andy, or so Dwight and Angela, again, it's so Can deep. Could you say that again? We're, that's Siri. We're just talking about Andy and Dwight. We're talking about Andy right now. The layers, because it also is now starting to make Dwight and Angela confront. Can they be out in the open? Who can know? How many people can they tell? What's going on in their relationship? So they have to confront this. They confront it by, by saying that they're not going to tell anybody. Dwight resigns. So Dwight is gone. So Dwight leaves. And now you're right now at the end of The Traveling Salesman. You're at the pinnacle. You're at the pinnacle of Andy. Andy's got Dwight out. Andy has Dwight's new desk and in the next episode the classic line from that episode is um Andy looks over at at Jim and says um I'm really excited to be working directly under you despite the fact that you are younger and have less experience (laughs) (laughs) and then he starts and then he starts singing to Andy and the tuna and he starts he starts singing uh, I do yeah. like
1: this episode because it also is what brings Andy Bernard's rage to a head. Like you well, that, see it when kid- they're in Stanford. You see it when they're in Stanford. Right. But then it really like rears its head in right. this he has episode when he loses his mind over Jim pranking him.
0: Right. He has no control. And Andy's now, Andy's made it. Andy's arrived. He got Dwight kicked out. He's he's rolling. So that's the Andy part. We'll come back. Then you have the Jim Pam Karen storyline. Up to this point, what's simmering underneath all this is Jim obviously still likes Pam, but can't tell that to Karen. So while Karen and, and Phyllis are on a sales call during the Traveling Salesman episode, um, Phyllis asks, um, Phyllis says, hey, Karen, I'm, I'm so glad that you're with Jim. He got hung up on Pam for so long. And Karen didn't know this. So then Karen gives a look to the camera and you see she's wrestling with this. So, um so again, all this Then the traveling salesman episode ends again with you have Jim and Pam, Karen going out to lunch and Karen's like, did you ever have a thing for Pam? He's like, "Ah, no. What do you mean? Did she say something like, come on, Jim? And he's like, well, I told her how I feel she didn't feel the same way. And that's it. So now you think that's over. You think, OK, Jim and Karen are good. Jim's really over Pam. That's what you're supposed to believe, even though no one does. Andy's at the peak. Pamela's off to the sideline. Things are great; like everything is perfect. Then the next episode starts. It's called the return for two reasons. It's double meaning. One, Oscar comes back. He took a leave because of the gay witch hunt. Michael out. kissed him. Right, Michael kissed him. He got leave, so Oscar's back. And then in this episode, we learn Dwight comes back. So back to back to Andy for a second. So in this episode, Andy's at Andy's at the pinnacle. And Andy's being super noxious and just Jim can't take it.
1: This was the most annoying, because I just watched it tonight. This was the most annoying Andy is, I think. This is yes. like peak annoying Andy. It's
0: peak Andy. And so, because Andy's arrived. It's terrible. Was, it's annoying. Because Andy doesn't know what to do with all the power he's now accumulated because he's now the number two guy. He's never the number two guy in Stanford. That was always Jim. But now he's defeated Dwight. And I guess he's number three. But now he's, like, as on top as he could possibly be. So, um, so so he's being really annoying. So in the spirit of the last episode, Jim goes to Karen and says, hey, Karen, you know, let's play a prank on Annie. And Karen's like, no, nah, I can't do it. I'm too busy. So Jim's like, all right, fine. So that's what the awesome prank is with. Then this is one of the greatest pranks in the history of The Office. Where Dwight steals Pam's or steals or Jim steals Andy's phone. They throw it in the ceiling. And then it's that annoying ringtone that Andy created of him, him singing (laughs) rock and Robin.
1: Yeah. I recorded all five parts on my computer. It took a real
0: long time. And so Pam and Jim are now together pranking Andy, like the good old days, except it will be Dwight in the good old days. They're pranking Andy Andy's starting to lose his mind. All the while, Andy's also trying to suck up to Michael, which Michael is now learning that he doesn't really like sucking up with with Andy because Andy's just constantly by his side, constantly with him.
1: But isn't it also because Andy will suck up to whoever is in charge? And and whereas Dwight sucked up to Michael because he genuinely liked Michael.
0: That's the classical idea of the episode. The end of the episode is, Michael says, I don't want people sucking up to me because they think they'll adva- I'll advance their career. I want people sucking up to me because they genuinely love me.
1: <laughs> and you're also
0: <laughs> learning through this whole episode that Dwight does little things for Michael, like arrange the toys in his desk, water the plants. And so Michael's starting to regret his decision, right Is Andy starting to be his most annoying. Couple that with the great, one of the great pranks in office history where Jim and Pam are pranking Andy to the point where he punches a hole in the wall. Now this culminates with Andy's downfall. He's on top. And now from this point forward, Andy becomes kind of an annoying kind of background character to everything. He's not Andy anymore. He His character now from that moment forward totally changes. Like his character totally changes. So it's a character change for Andy. Not only is that, it's also a character change for Jim and Dwight's relationship. And this is the subtle thing that I love about this episode is at the beginning of the episode, uh, Jim's being interviewed and Andy's being really annoying. And Jim says, I miss Dwight. Congratulations universe. You win because Jim realizes that Dwight really isn't that bad. And that's what starts the great friendship that we don't see the payoff till season nine, but It's the great friendship between Dwight and Jim. And then you start getting a little glimpse of it after that. You also get the scene where at the end of the episode, Karen goes to Jim and says, Jim, do you still have feelings for Pam? And he says, yes. So we also know that Jim still has feelings for Pam. All while this is going on, they're throwing a a (laughs) Mexican-themed... Like a Mexican theme, welcome party to welcome Oscar back because Michael misses Dwight.
1: Yeah, but Michael also says one of his classic Michael lines when he's like, Oscar, your gayness does not define you. Your Mexicanness does.
0: No, 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 it's your Mexican, it's your Mexicanity that defines oh, you. Oh, is that what
1: he says? I thought he said Mexicanness.
0: No, it's your Mexicanity <laughs> that defines you to me. And then and then they say, um. And then Oscar goes, okay, why don't you have me riding it on a donkey? Ah, yes. And I goes, ah, yes. A burro. Yes. If Oscar <laughs> wants a burro, let's get him a burro. So that's why it's it's a great episode because you see the, the rise and fall in Andy's character rapidly change. You see Jim and Dwight, their characters begin to change and begin to form a friendship. The Pam, Jim, and Karen – it starts to give you insight that Jim is really not over her. And you hear that for the first time. And that whole culminates throughout the rest of the season. And then Michael's character, I think, begins to change a little bit because he realizes that he likes Dwight. Even though Dwight is annoying, he likes Dwight because Dwight genuinely loves Michael. like, And that also is kind of a change from where they've been. So it's just, it's an episode that, changes a lot of people while also being one of the funnier episodes i mean one of the great scenes that episode is when dwight's interviewing for jobs and he's going to this clearly like the ceo's a, a woman and the office is all in pink <laughs> and he's clearly being like overly masculine like she's like "What are
1: the top three words to describe yeah. yourself what does like, he say
0: it's like um, alpha
1: male i forget the second one and then he's like jackhammer
0: oh yeah. <laughs> right 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 so it's just it's amazing it's just all those things are what added into this one episode that just make it like it's a great great episode it's undeniable it's the best
1: episode. yeah i think it's a good episode but i don't think it's the best episode because you don't leave it like i think that it it, it does sum up a lot of things and it sets the stage for future things but yes I don't know there were like funny parts but like in murder you get Creed when he comes in he comes in late to work and he's like oh what's everybody doing and Michael's like there's been a murder and you're a suspect and Creed immediately runs
0: yeah Creed's like oh I gotta get something in my car and he peels out of the parking lot (laughs) no murder is a good episode I just don't think the office the those two episodes in the office are hilarious and it just, and you learn, you also learn in that, you know, in traveling salesman episode, the Jim and Dwight used to go on joint sales calls, but like you yeah. didn't know that before. Like you learned yeah, you
1: learn something in like every episode,
0: not in murder.
1: Yeah. You learn that the company is about to go under. You learn that David Wallace like knows a lot of stuff that he doesn't communicate well with Michael. He leaves oh. Michael in the dark. Like you learn the transparency is not there.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's not stuff like it's not funny. It's not like, oh, my God, that's hilarious.
1: I don't it's think it's funny that Jim and Dwight used to go on joint sales
0: calls. The pictures that they show is hilarious. Yeah, that is funny. And it's got one of the best Jim and Dwight moments where Jim is driving in the car. Dwight gets in the back seat, and uh, Jim's like, you're gonna ride in the back. And he's like something like, you know, most accidents you know, occur in the front the, or something. The safest place is behind the and driver.
1: Dwight smacks
0: his head in the seat, and then they get to the sales call. And Jim opens the door for Dwight, and Dwight's like, "No, thank you. I never let people walk uh, in front of me or behind me because seven out of ten attacks are from the rear." And Jim says, "Well, there's a there's a thirty percent chance that I attack from the front." He said, "Well, I'll be prepared. I can block the blow." And then Jim just slaps him in the face. Yeah,
1: I'm not saying that those episodes aren't funny. They are. There's a lot of episodes that are funny. What what do you think is the most cringe episode? Like what's one that you can't watch?
0: Um it's season 9. Um I can't watch it because it's not funny. It's just it sucks. Um it is season 9. I've watched it so I usually skip it when I go through the season. It's season 9 episode episode 14 it's vandalism it's when Pam's uh mural gets vandalized by the warehouse guy you only see one time it's yeah I don't really because it's so like it's not funny like I mean like it's not funny
1: I'm not a big fan of season nine in general like it's all right but once Michael Scott left there was clearly a decline there was I will say one of the deep but cuts, Scott's Tots is probably a the the one
0: that I can't watch. That is one of my favorites. I love that episode.
1: I care. I feel so bad for those kids.
0: I love that episode. I I will say that um one of the um one of the episodes or one of the moments that doesn't get a lot of uh doesn't get a lot of attention but it has to me one of the most funny Toby scenes is season 8 And it's episode, it's episode 23. It's one of the last episodes, Turf War. And it's the moment where, um, where the, so, so, um, so Robert California has shut down the Binghamton branch. And so, um, and so uh, one of the salesmen from Binghamton, or no, one of the salesmen from um, another branch in New York comes in. And Dwight and Jim have invented this character, Lloyd Gross, to get sales. To- oh. and so Toby is Lloyd Gross, and so Toby's in the meeting with Jim and Dwight talking all this stuff. Be like, oh, <laughs> you can't boss around. There's no rule in the handbook. You're acting all cool, and then the other sales guy's like, "Shut up, Lloyd!" <laughs> and Toby goes, and Toby goes. He looks, he, looks, he gets, he gets this. Funny, he's like, oh, look like that's the old woman. Gotta go. And then he
1: just, <laughs> well that was funny too because toby's like i'd like to think of lloyd gross and he's like to the camera talking about the character yeah. he's like lloyd gross is a no nonsense kind yep. of guy and then as soon as that guy starts yelling at him he leaves
0: <laughs> that's an underrated toby is toby that's another thing um but i don't know that it's in the um the, epi- the episode i like the the sale traveling salesman and the return But Toby and Michael's relationship, that was one of the great parts of The Office, which you obviously lose when Michael leaves the show, but it is one of the great, great things of The Office. The the amount of hatred he has for Toby, I love that.
1: It is funny, like, when you have to interact with HR, you know, in an office setting. I do kind of think a lot of them are like Toby, like, they just suck the fun out of the room.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's like... That's like um, at the company we used to work for. We stopped doing um, that fundraiser because it was betting or something.
1: Oh yeah, HR got really mad about it. Yeah. Were you there when we had the HR rep like sit in our row? No. I think that was. Yeah. Well, it doesn't
0: matter. That would be <laughs>
1: No, I forget what it was for. It was for
0: like maybe it was the nurse. Yeah, the nurse. I remember. Maybe it was just the nurse. I don't know. Yeah, that would have been amazing It it have been HR. For some
1: reason, I feel like there was an HR rep at one time that sat.
0: That would have been probably before my time there.
1: Maybe it might have been. It might yeah. have been. That team
0: that we were on always had problems. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Oh, it was <laughs> the good old days back then. Yeah. It's like it's like Andy Bernard once said. Um in the last episode of The Office, he says something like. Um, I wish they'd tell you you're in the good old days
1: when you're in the good when old you're days. you're in the good
0: old days. Yep. 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 So that true. is
1: true. I mean, that job sucked, but I do miss uh, hanging out with my friends all day long.
0: Oh, I agree. Yeah, I miss that job. Yeah, I miss it. I, that job. You don't know how good you had it until until COVID hit and then everybody went home and.
1: I think that's what killed it because like I work with like half of our co-workers now like our former co-workers are at the company I'm at now and it's a lot of fun like I'm glad that they're all there but it's not the same as being in the office
0: no yeah it's not yeah yeah it's not it's not
1: and I don't think a show like the office would have survived in a post-covid world what do you mean like if if they would have had to do like a pandemic episode of the office where they send them home and they're all virtual i don't think that that works
0: yeah probably not but they could have done i think they could have made made they could have yeah. done
1: maybe one episode
0: but oh, you could do one episode where michael comes in because he doesn't believe that COVID's real <laughs> Do you think that Dwight Dwight would not think it's real or he'd be overprepared for it? No, he wouldn't think it's real because he doesn't believe in vaccines. So he would probably, and he, he, in one the episode, he's like, I'm not afraid of germs. Like don't sanitize me. So he would probably have something in there like where he would go, like, he would probably be saying, can we go to China on a business trip? I want to get COVID so that I can, so that my immune system can handle it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think that The Office wrapped up in an appropriate era, really. When did it end? It was like 2013 or 2014.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I miss it, though. It actually has become more wildly popular since it's off TV.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch it while it was on. I watched it after.
0: I watched it while it was on, but I came in late. I mean, honestly, that actually, The Return, that second part of my favorite two episodes are actually... um, that was actually the, so I was walking by a TV at college and that episode was on. And I distinctly remember I watched as Ryan Howard in that episode, he writes like the Spanish uh, symbol on top of the end because he, uh, Michael said, get Spanish or uh, Mexican lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I will say the best, I would say one of the greatest scenes in the office though, the, those episode, that episode that I like is great because of all the things I mentioned. The greatest scene, probably, that killed me the most when it first came out was in the convict when Michael Scott is pretending he's from prison.
1: Yeah, that was good too. That was good. That's um,
0: amazing.
1: I'm trying to think what scene made me actually watch it because I didn't start at the beginning. I kind of caught it too, and I was like, oh, this this seems like it's funny. Um,
0: I don't remember though. I remember I started, um, so I started, I got in it after, so season two was over, season three, no, season, let's see, season three must have been over, right? Yeah, so season three would have just wrapped up, and then I got in, um, I got in season three. 3 let's see season 3 would have yeah season 3 would have ended yep so season 3 would have ended my first episode that I watched live were the fun run so season 4 um
1: oh wait is that the uh the rabies episode
0: yeah yeah rabies awareness <laughs> um but i remember cuz i came in i didn't watch any season 3 except for that one little snippet of the return. But then I remember I binged watch seasons one and two. My dad bought it and I bought it on his iPod that we then connect the iPod to the TV. So I could watch seasons one, two, I binged them all, binged all of season three. Um, and I remember I couldn't watch the finale live of season three and we were on vacation or something and I downloaded it or I wanted to watch it. I just remember I lost it. Like, I was so irritated I couldn't finish that season because we're on vacation. I, at that point, I was hooked. And then you have season three and, and four, and it's just... And the more you watch it, the better it gets.
1: I still think that Mur- Murder is also an episode that even if you've never watched any of the episodes, you can watch that episode and get really good insight into each character and, and how they are because okay so michael says we're gonna play a game um stanley and angela both stand up because they're gonna leave and he goes if you leave you don't get lunch and stanley says what's for lunch and he says sandwich trays stanley sits back down to play the game and then angela's still leaving and he goes baby carrots and then she sits back down
0: and the best part about that one is too. Is Angela, who is supposed to be you know the hyper religious, is (laughs) Doctor the witch doctor?
1: Yeah, so he makes her the witch doctor, and she's like, "This is scary. I don't like this." So like, and then Phyllis too, with her character, she's like, "I think that my character is supposed to speak to Pam's character, or I'm sorry, debutante." Yeah, like Phyllis just starts doing like a very Phyllis thing, like she's like fanning herself and talking like an asshole.
0: And then, and then Kevin is like, um, cause Michael's like, you know, make the character your own. And, uh, and Michael's like, yeah, you could pretend you were, you know, your character got kicked in the head with the horse. And Kevin's like, cool. I'll try it.
1: <laughs> cool. I'll do that.
0: Uh, that episode is good because it does have the beginnings of Andy and Aaron. Um, and yeah. Andy, Andy still can't ask out Aaron yet. So they become brother, their brother and sister. And Aaron is like the town prostitute. <laughs> and
1: then he asks her out.
0: And but, I think that
1: it's like very true to Andy and Aaron that they're always like a comedy of errors. Yep. That like yep. she ruined it. Like she could have kept it going when, yep. um, when Andy's like, she's like, where are you going to take me on our date? And he said somewhere that's in Scranton. And she's like, oh, that's a far away from Savannah, Savannah. Georgia. And he's like, oh, did you think this was a real date? And she was like, "Um,
0: no, no, you you." And And he had a perfect opportunity to be like, yes.
1: Yeah, he did. But she also could have just not said that. Like when he said somewhere in Scranton, she should have just been like, "Okay, cool. What time on Saturday? You know, right, right. So they're both idiots.
0: Yeah, no, they are. They are. And one of the better episodes, honestly, this is why I also think uh, season nine is, while I don't love the season overall, is sneaky good. Because season nine has, Um, oh, is it season nine or is it season eight? It might be season eight. I got to look it up here. Season eight has the classic, um, is it season eight? Let's see. Oh, it is season nine. So season season eight does have some good episodes. Season nine is the one where oh, episode five in season nine. Here comes trouble, where Andy Bernard is so pathetic because he has to get back with his uh, with his old a cappella group because the, the younger group comes in and, and he has to be the boner champ, or he like starts crying.
1: <laughs> and Aaron is
0: like, Aaron is like, Aaron says something like, you know, you love somebody when when you have to stay with them, even though you lose all respect for them.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's so good. And they they the, like that's why I think while I don't love season nine, it is season eight and nine are underrated because they do have some sneaky good episodes like Angry Andy, season eight, where um Nelly takes his job and then him and Aaron have trouble um, in the bedroom, we'll say. And so then Nellie has a whole meeting about it.
1: Oh, yeah, that is funny. That is funny.
0: It's That's why Nellie should have been the boss. She should have been the boss, not Robert California. And she would have been amazing.
1: No, I really liked
0: Robert California. I didn't like him that much because I didn't like... They made his character at the beginning so mysterious. And then they basically made it... Some loser that his wife leaves him and he's this depressing loser for most. I'm
1: the lizard king, bitch.
0: Yeah, like he goes off the rails, which I don't love. I thought they were going to make him this really complex, weird guy. But they just have him just going straight off the rails pretty quick.
1: His kid is funny in that Halloween episode, though. When yeah. uh, Robert California tells the story, like of all their fears. I actually like liked
0: that episode because Aaron's supposed to like. Make the party more adult, and she shows this really disturbing oh, film yeah. game. What is it? And then the card what, game.
1: What is it? Oh, pecker poker.
0: Yeah, the, it's the <laughs> what is it? it's the the game of cards that gets you hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. and when she says it, there she's like gonna cry. She's like, "He's yeah. cards. Cardsy that you
0: are. <laughs> and everybody else is so like, what is happening right now?
1: Yeah, oh, I, I forgot about that. I like that episode. Oh, I man. think that Aaron is one of the redeeming characters in the final season.
0: Aaron she's is, so dumb. Aaron is redeeming. I think Nellie's rede- like, I I didn't
1: really like, like. Nellie that much.
0: Nellie is my favorite. So if I had to pick another character, Besides one of the core characters, Nellie's my favorite. Really? Yep. Yep. I love Nellie. from the moment she's down in Tallahassee, where- um, Gabe's my favorite. What? Gabe's
1: my favorite of like the non-originals. Gabe
0: Gabe is a classic. Gabe is an all-timer. Like Gabe is, like Gabe does carry it for a while because Gabe is awesome. Like Gabe is an absolute great character. Like he really is. He really Um, is.
1: I think it's one of Brad's favorite lines in the office is during the uh, uh, the Glee watch party episode, where um, Michael said something about one of the appetizers, and Aaron's like, "Michael knows everything there's to know
0: about snacks," <laughs> <laughs> and how much he hates Gabe. <laughs> he hey, I do like really how much hates Michael Gabe. hates Gabe. It's amazing. It's so good.
1: Well, Gabe is kind of a weenie, but I think he's funny.
0: Well, like in that Halloween episode, they're both in with Gabe and Michael where, um, where, where Daryl goes over Michael's head. And so then he thinks everybody's going over his head. So Kevin is talking to Gabe and Michael sees it and Gabe's like, no, no, stop, stop, stop right now. And, and, uh, and Michael's like, what were you telling him, Kevin? Kevin's like, I was just telling him some really cool moves that he could do as Lady Gaga down the runway." (laughs) And Michael's, and Michael's like, <laughs> Michael's like and Michael, Michael pairs back a little. Bit. Michael's like, okay, don't let this happen again. And Kevin's like, you think I'm going to let this happen again? <laughs> and, Gabe's like, and Gabe's like, oh, I'm sorry. And, and Kevin's like, screw you, Gabe. <laughs> I love it so much.
1: I think that we've just basically talked about the office. It wasn't a real debate tonight, but was, I.
0: It was pretty much like an office recap.
1: I think it was just us talking. We can both agree that the Office is probably like one of the best shows of our generation.
0: It's a it's for me in terms of TV show. It's it's top two.
1: What's number? What's the other one? Seinfeld. Mm, I've never watched that.
0: That's because Um, you don't love comedy.
1: I've just never really gotten into it. I think um, the Office. I watch Superstore a lot too. Yeah,
0: I've never seen Superstore.
1: You might like it. Um, I think it's like two or three of the writers of The Office did Superstore. See, like
0: Parks and Rec is another good one.
1: Parks and Rec is good.
0: Well, Here's the difference between Seinfeld, The Office, and something like Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec and The Office, both as they continue on, uh, the quality lessens. Like yeah. it gets noticeably worse the more it goes on. And for Parks and Rec, they have no excuse. All the characters are there. It's just annoying. Um,
1: oh yeah nobody really leaves except really for leaves. like the first season who is it mark
0: yeah he was a good character he was um, a good character Seinfeld is one of those few shows that gets better with time Seven, eight, nine of Seinfeld are my favorite three seasons those are epic epic se- like Seinfeld is epic later it gets it's amazing it's amazing
1: I keep meaning to watch it but
0: you gotta start because season one you're not season one is not great Season two starts to get better. By season three and four, you're hitting your stride. By season five, it is amazing. You got to get, th- they're funny parts, but as it goes along, it gets better and better and better and better. And by season seven, eight, nine, you never want it to end. Like those are some and of the best. Does. And then it ends. It's some of the best. They actually thought because Seinfeld um, is the only TV show, I think the only TV show ever to go off the air number one. 70, oh, that's, that's interesting. 75 million people turned into the last episode. It's the only episode to ever go off the air as the number one show in on TV. They even offered him something like a ridiculous amount of money to keep, to it, keep going. it going. But he didn't want to. He wanted to go off as number one. They actually thought, because the season, the series ends with them in jail, Um, they thought they were going to take a year off and come back, and they, they never came back.
1: I think there's something to, like, ending on a high note, though, because otherwise, like, Shows do deteriorate. You should go out on a high note.
0: And one more thing about The Office that is really disappointing. The great thing, and I've heard Steve Carell talk about this, um, and all the people that listen to the podcast can fact check me on this one. But I believe the story goes that NBC, when Steve Carell's contract was up after season six, um, they just didn't call and renew it. Oh. He never got a call. Like, he was in for season seven. He was going to come back. And they just never, they never called him. And so his character ended with him and Holly going to Colorado. And that's another that great, uns- that's another great character is Holly.
1: I wasn't crazy about Holly.
0: And I'll tell you this, David Wallace is another underrated, just amazing character.
1: I do like David Wallace. I I think that he's like, I don't know. He's like the the kind of boss that you would want.
0: Yes. Yes. I would love David Wallace. Yeah. He's funny, but sort of cool. Invites you over to his house for cool parties, but only plays basketball. David Wallace is the best.
1: Well, I think that we both made some decent points tonight. I think both of our episodes are fair contenders, but I think mine, mine wins. So now we send this to our listeners, <laughs> answer our poll right here on Spotify, and follow us on Instagram at mindchangers underscore great debaters.
0: And I don't have the script up, but I'm getting it up right now. Um, Was your mind changed today? It it may have not been changed on the episode. Because both of us made good points. And both of those episodes are awesome. But maybe it changed your mind if you weren't sure if The Office was the greatest show you've ever seen. Or if you haven't checked it out, you're waiting for that one little nudge. Something in the cosmos to tell you to check out The Office. Well, this is it. Go check it out. And like Crystal said, um, yeah, and... Uh, DM us on Instagram and make sure we haven't said this before. We should start saying it. Make sure you follow us on, on Spotify and join us next time for another lively discussion.